What is going on, guys? It is me, Drew. Me, Bree. We are here with another Nerdiculous podcast. Today is a very specific podcast. We are going to be discussing movies. And uh main focus of today, and probably most of the movie we'll talk about today, is the new 2016 Ghostbusters! Woo! Um, so the two of us just got back from seeing it. We decided to go check it out just to see what um, all the hubble up was because... As everyone can pretty much attest to, there was a lot of flack on the internet from day one. There was. And, you know, a lot of people gave it a very big disservice. You know, it was, this movie's gonna be terrible, they picked the wrong cast, why is it all girls? Just hundreds of, mm-hmm. hundreds of people just saying, this is gonna suck, even thousands. I mean, I think, oh, it was, yeah. I think it was one of the most disliked, the trailer was one of the most disliked videos YouTube has ever seen. I think you're right, I think it was. And so, for me going into it today, it wasn't me going into it as someone who grew up with the original Ghostbusters. It wasn't, you know, this isn't going to be, um, you know, this isn't a remake, you know, a reboot, remake, whatever. For me, it was, this, is this movie good for the future generation of geeks? Is this the kind of movie that girls who are 9, 10 are going to get into? You know, so that's what I looked at it as. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it's, I think it's definitely going to be a movie for the younger generation of girls, kind of maybe not such, like a woman power kind of movie, but kind of give girls some really good idols to look up to. No, I, I totally agree with that. Like I said, a lot of people, like a lot of people like my age and I guess some your age, were looking at like, how can they do this, blah, 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 you know, they're ruining a franchise. But then you see the pictures of them, like, at the release date and all the young girls in those suits, like, mm-hmm. super excited to see them. And, like, that's what the movie's about. Like, I realize that, you know, people are afraid that, oh, they're going to ruin this movie that, you know, we grew up on, this, that. But, see, for me, I have the 1986 Ghost. Like, I have the original two Ghostbusters. We have the new Deadpool movie, as we're sitting here looking uh, <laughs> on the IMDP page. But he said... We already have our heroes. You know, we have Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. We already have the original Ghostbusters. We have things to fall onto. You know, we have things to reminisce about. Granted, yeah, they're not modern reboots with the technology we have, but the fact of the matter is we have what we need to keep us sustained, geek-wise. The younger kids growing up, you know, the, the internet generation kids, they don't have that stuff. Like, yeah, they can go back and see stuff from the 80s and 90s, but they didn't grow up with it. So for me, this movie was all about creating something that people could grow up with. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we went and saw it. Um, and so first off, I think we both agree we really liked the movie. Yes. I think it was, it, was, it was good. I, I honestly, like I said, I was very impressed with it. I'll say um, I would go see it again. Yeah. I would. It's definitely worth buying a ticket, especially if you have sons, daughters, nieces. If you have a young kid, they're going to like it. They're going to enjoy it. It it lends itself really well to a younger generation. Yes. For those who don't know the original Ghostbusters, it works. It'll work out well for them because they won't have anything to compare it to, so they'll be so it'll definitely hit for them. Mm-hmm. Um So with that being said, um we're going to go into detail about the movie. So, uh spoiler alert. Big spoiler alert. Um so we're going to discuss the movie, but like I said, um, maybe us spoiling it a little bit will, in a way, let you understand that the movie is actually pretty good. It's worth seeing. So, as you guys know, Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, I'm trying to make sure I don't miss any of the names, Kate McKinnon, mm-hmm. and who was the other? I see, I'm so terrible with names, we're actually trying to pull up all the names. Leslie Jones. Leslie yes, Jones yes, yes, yes. was Patty. So, as you know, those four are your main four, and then Chris Hemsworth is their secretary. So, right off the bat going into the movie, the first thing the movie opens up to is this tour of a haunted house, and of course you realize, like, something's gonna happen. I mean, it's pretty boring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing I didn't like is, um, basically what happens is, guy goes downstairs, goes... Oh my god, there's a ghost down here, and then tries to run up the steps, and 
What bothered me is like as he's running, it's like a slow motion run, and the steps are collapsing underneath him. Yeah, it, and... it was the Baywatch run. Yeah, it was the Baywatch run, and then the um, the um, ah, oh, what is it? The action movie leap. Yeah. Where he leaps for the door. Hangs there, turns around, terrified look on his face. Uh, I think it would have been, like, I just didn't like that. No. I thought it was kind of cheesy. I think if he would have ran to the door, started jiggling the handle, and then turned around, I didn't think they needed the whole collapsing steps aspect. I was like, eh, I don't know. Like, that... that... To me, it seemed fakey. Yeah, it, it seemed fakey. It seemed like they were pushing it way too much. Um, and then, of course, um, you have them, like, find out, okay, hey, there's a ghost, and they go to check it out, and that's, like, the first, I mean, it was within 15, 20 minutes someone gets slimed. Yep. And. She got puked on. Yeah. And it wasn't bad, per se, but they really did slime a lot of people throughout the movie. Like that they was did. a that was a recurring gag throughout the movie of slime, slime, slime. And Aaron was, got a lot of it. Yeah, she Aaron Gilbert, who is one of the Ghostbusters in the movie, uh, she got blasted. She quite she, a bit. Yeah, it was pretty much all for her. Yeah, and like I said, right off the bat. So since we're talking about the ectoplasmic. Um, what were your thoughts about the ghosts? You've seen the original Ghostbusters, now yep. you've seen the new ones. What were your thoughts of the ghosts compared to the ones back in the day? Well, I thought, even though now versus back in the day, we have better CGI now. Yeah. And the ghosts did look more realistic than the old, the older generation ghosts, if you want to say older generation. Um, but they also looked just slightly cartoony to me. I, they they definitely looked kind of. I like I like kind of cartoony. Yeah, I like your. That was a perfect definition. The ghosts back in the day, you could clearly tell that it was they filmed somebody and then they took it and they superimposed it. Where this one, it was Photoshop. Like, hey, here we go. You know, this is all CGI work. And it's. It's not bad that they did the CGI this way, but I think the old school style of recording someone as a ghost and then superimposing them into the movie would have just been cooler. Like, that would have been a cool homage it, it rather than CGIing. Yeah, and with the, these CGI ghosts, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there, looking at these ghosts reminded me of when they brought out the live-action Scooby-Doo with their ghosts. How it was it, just... I mean, I'm pretty sure their ghosts were somebody in a costume, and then they put, like, a green glow around those ghosts. But just the the color of the ghost with a little bit of cartoony just reminded me of the Scooby-Doo ghost from the live-action Scooby-Doo movies. Where it out. was clearly they were just, like, boom, 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 just throwing it at you. Instead oh, yeah. of really taking the time. And that's saying something, because this movie had a million-dollar budget. Those Scooby-Doo movies, not so much. Yeah. And it wasn't that the ghosts weren't bad. No. It's just... Too much CGI. Yeah, way too much CGI. And since we're... Let's continue the uh, the topic of ghosts. Let's keep uh, rolling through all the ghosts in the movie. Um, kind of go with one after the other. Um, the appearance of Slimer. Yes, Slimer. So Slimer makes appearance in the movie. And I have to say, I think they overdid it on Slimer. The appearance of him... Um, right off the bat, when they first run into him, mm-hmm. I thought it was funny. I thought it was a perfect um, representation of Slimer. Yeah. Um, then it kind of got overkill, where, like, so they showed Slimer, and then, like, 15 minutes later, it's like, oh, here's here's another quick 30 seconds of Slimer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's another quick 30 seconds of Slimer. Uh-huh. And I felt like they just kind of kept hitting you with it. And I think they could have just done, like, two of the Slimers and they would have been good. Like I said, that's just me. Like I said, um, what are your thoughts? Um, I, I, I agree. I definitely thought I definitely thought he was a little overpushed. Like you said, it was kind of like they were throw, pretty much like throwing him at you. Yeah. It was like, here he is, here he is, here he is, here he is. 
It was just definitely just a little too much Slimer. Like, I like Slimer. Slimer's pretty cool. But it was definitely just a smidge too mark, too much. Too mark, too much. Yeah, like I said, they could have put him in um, two or three times. Like, the initial time you see him, um, then, like I said, we'll say uh, him in the car and then him, like, at the very end. Yeah. They didn't have to keep, like, randomly cutting to him. Like, I think that kind of took away part of the movie was the fact that they just kept going back to him randomly. Yeah. It's like, here's a clip of Slimer, here's a clip of Slimer, here's a clip of Slimer. But ultimately, they still did him justice. He looked like himself. Now, I can't remember, and I'll bring it bring it up, uh, what I thought was cute was he had a girlfriend. Now, I can't remember if she was in the original. No, I do not believe she was in the original. I might be wrong, but I don't remember him having a girlfriend. Well, maybe in the second one? I can't remember. I can't remember. I honestly don't remember. I I know he didn't have one in the begin in the first one. I thought that was kind of funny that there was a there was a a girl slimer with him. Yeah. Um. But uh, let's continue the theme of ghosts. The main protagonist. Yes. Who becomes a ghost? Um. And people said it. They did not like his look. And like right off the bat, um, when you meet the protagonist ghost. Um, he starts off kind of cartoony. He definitely did. He's like, oh, do you want cute? Turns into a cartoon ghost, which I thought was incredibly dumb. So dumb. Like, it was straight up him drawn as a cartoon. I think if they would have done, like, we were were talking on the way home, like, if they would have made him, like, like, oh, do you want something cute? Something that looked like Casper, like a small child ghost. Like, oh, okay. And then ballooned up. But then... When he became, like, his true ghost form, he just looked like a potato sack man. He did. Because the ghost they... The cute little ghost they did him as is the Ghostbusters ghost. Everybody knows what the Ghostbusters ghost looks like. And that is how they did him. And then when they brought him into the real world to make him, like, a real world ghost, to me, like Drew said, he was a potato sack, but he looked like, um, Oogie Boogie from, um... It has now escaped me. I don't know. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. He looks like Oogie Boogie minus the green color and all the bugs crawling out of him. Yeah, I... And that, I did not like that. I think if they would have done something... Like, I actually was thinking that they were going to do... Make him just a giant of himself. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, I liked all the ghosts. Um, so we'll, we'll jump right in and we're talking about the ghosts. Um, there's an action sequence. Um... Here's my thing. I love the new proton packs. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't mind the new oh. various weapons, like the proton grenades and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, the grenades, the handguns. I didn't mind them so much, but I hated the fact that, as a Ghostbusters purist in a way, <laughs> I hated the fact that they made turned them into weapons. That they were like guns and grenades. Like I, I, I didn't really mind the grenades, but... Just, there was a part where they're, like, using them, like, lassos much. and guns. Like, like for me, the proton pack was, okay, yeah, you can whip the ghost with it, but it's mainly designed to pull the ghost into trap. Yeah, it, to, to, to stun them almost. Yeah, it's not a weapon. But I like the whole proton pack because they actually take you through its progression. Yeah. Like, you actually get to see the proton pack evolve in the movie, which is super cool. That was, I like Because, that. like, they, they really scienced... The proverbial shit oh, they out did. of it. They, it was very sciencey. There was a lot, like in the original Ghostbusters, it was like meh science. Meh. Look at <laughs> it. In this one, they really hit you with science. Like, oh, they did. Granted, like this, most of these terms are like, oh, well, you know, it's not possible it's clearly. Oh yeah, it's clear. But they but... really, really made it believable. Like they were talking science, like how the they packs were... were working, and they re- like they really made it seem believable. Oh yeah, and I think to touch back too with you saying how they're definitely they're throwing this. They're really throwing the science in there. Yeah. And back on with, you know, we have a whole, fe- we got a female cast, and with the younger generation coming up, it's going to show younger generation, specifically girls, that, hey, I can be a scientist too if I want to be. Yeah, you can be a smart You can be smart and scientist. not, you know, and not be picked on or it's not frowned upon. Yeah. Um, but no, like I, said, I liked the proton packs the way I they were. Too. I like the new trap. Mm-hmm. Um, the okay, so we'll move on and let's talk about the cameos. Yes. Um, we'll talk. Let's also add in the characters. So we're gonna do characters cameos. 
First off, what did you think of the cameos of the original Ghostbusters? I thought it was good. They really didn't throw it in your face. Like, here they are. Yeah. It was very kind of subtle, and it kind of caught you off guard when they came in. And it wasn't going to be like, boom, here's this person. Boom, here's that person. It was like, Um, it very gracefully led into seeing them. Without, you know, physically ruining what characters, um, where the cameos were... I honestly thought they did Dan Aykroyd a disservice. Like, Bill they Murray's did. cameo I liked. Um, Could it really played into Bill Murray's personality. Yeah. It, it really just, did. Especially him now. Um, I liked his... I liked his cameo. I thought it was really well done. I did too. And I, um, I, I just thought they did Dan Aykroyd a disservice. I really thought they kind of just like... All right, here's Dan. Bye. Yeah. And um, the other one I liked was Ernie Hudson, who's Winston. Um, mm-hmm. I liked his. I thought his was pretty well done. I liked yeah. his. And um, I don't remember. I may have missed it. Did they Did they throw a shout to Rick Moranis in there? Did, wasn't there like a bust of his head or something? I think there was, yes, in the, or, in the school. I think you are right. I, I think like, it was in the school. I think there is a bust. So... They did bring in... All they, of them. Yeah. Even post-mortem. Which, which is a nice touch because, like I said, without Rick Moranis, like, the first Ghostbusters doesn't exist. You know, this one maybe doesn't... This 2016 one doesn't exist. Um, and like I said, they had... I think Sigourney Weaver was there. You know, they had a lot of characters just like, boom, boom. Just like, Yeah, because they had their receptionist in there. Yeah. And then you... There's another lady you said she was from. I think she is the one protagonist from the second one, I believe. I can't remember. Okay, yeah. But I liked how they didn't overdo it with the cameos. Now, with the homages to the Ghostbusters, they did go a little overkill. Yeah. Like like we said earlier, all the sliming. Yeah. So much slime. Um, And I think the one slime I did not like is the one... Where it actually trips Kristen Wiig. I thought that was kind of dumb. Oh, and when pointless. she slips. Yeah. Like when she full, well, not when, like it's a little like, ooh, I stepped in it. It was a full on, she slipped in it. I, thought, I just thought it was kind of dumb. It was. But. Because like her getting puked on, that was okay. Um, when they first caught, come across the slime and she just kind of like steps in it and like, oh, what's this? That one was okay. But yeah, they, they kind of um, did overkill a little bit with the slime. They are like. Look at all this slime. Take so it to the face. Take it to the face. But, okay, so, um, I love Kristen Wiig. Um, I am a fan of hers. I loved Melissa McCarthy's oh, character. Oh, she was so good. Um, I'm a huge fan of Melissa McCarthy, just oh, me too. in general. She is I a funny th- person. I think she killed it. Oh, she did. Like, she clearly was a scientist with a chip on her shoulder. Oh, yeah. And Kristen Wiig was as well, but clearly, mm-hmm. like, Melissa McCarthy, like, had she, something to prove. She brought her personality into it. Um, I liked, I can't say I loved, um, Leslie Jones' character. Like, I get the whole, like, I understand people's, and I kind of feel, like, I kind of side with them. Like, they could have made her a scientist, but they just made her, like, a straight-talking, like, wise black woman from the yeah. city. But in all honesty, it kind of worked because if it wasn't for her, they wouldn't have found half the places where they were going. Yeah, exactly. Like, she was that lady that she might not have been a scientist, but she knew where everything was at. Yeah, and she was, you know, I think honestly she was the glue just because of her attitude. Yeah, she really kept them. Yeah, I together. think it was her style. Um, I think the character I liked least was probably Kate McKinnon's character. Her- yeah, like, they try to make her, I guess, maybe kind of out there. Yeah. But I think they put her too far out there. Yeah. They need to reel her back in a little bit. They, um, like, of course she's, like, the super science. Like, she's the Peter Vakeman. Like, she yeah. builds all the gadgets. And she had a lot of real funny, funny parts. Yeah. Like, there were just lines of hers or just reactions. Like, there's one where she's just sitting there eating Pringles Yes, when the goat when the ghost she's comes just to help. super casual. She's got like, this container. Yeah, I'm gonna eat some Pringles. Like you can't you can't deny Pringles. <laughs> well, was that her line? Like you can't I can't say no to these um, tetrahedrons or something like yeah, that. Yeah, these crispy something. Polyhedrons. Yes. 
But there was, yeah, there was definitely just a few parts in the movie where she was just way too far out there. Like, she was really, like, just a little overly too crazy. Like, if they would have reigned most of it in. Yeah, like, bring her more into the into like, left field. Okay, yeah, she's a bit eccentric because that's how the instruments are. But there was just a couple times where it was just like... Tone it down. You're like you're trying to push the crazy aspect. Mm-hmm. Like it's like okay, there's crazy scientist, and then there's she Overly probably crazy. needs to be in a mental institution. Yeah. Crazy. But like I said, she's still like I said. There was for the most part she was reined in, yeah. but there just was a few scenes where it just kind of that wave crested, and she just yeah. went a little overkill crazy. She went, she went too far left field. Yeah. But it's it didn't detract from the movie so much no. as it just kind of slowed it down in parts. A little bit, yeah. But um, it was. But, but I liked her when she was um, explaining all like the gadgets and yeah. what she was doing. Yeah, yeah I, I liked that about her where she was like, you know, this does this and this and this. And, and I added this to this and that to that. And yeah, and how it she was definitely good. I loved when um, Christina Wig Aaron. Went to pick up a gun when she told her to. She's like, not that one. Yeah. It's not ready for you yet. Yeah. Um, I liked a couple of the um, the small characters, like Karan Sony, Benny, the delivery, uh, the guy. delivery guy. Because he is the taxi driver. He's the taxi driver in Deadpool. Oh, is he? he yeah. What's funny is he, he plays that guy that kind of like just hates what he's doing, but he likes that people kind of like him. Like mm-hmm. him... And Melissa McCarthy have a good back and forth throughout yeah, the movie. They definitely do. And I like it because he's just like, he's like, what do you want me to do about everything that's happening? And but like I said, I like his character because he's just so funny. Mm-hmm. And I think he would have been a funny secretary. Could you imagine him? Oh yeah. Just Melissa McCarthy just going off on him. He's like, I'm I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, you know, a little shrug of the shoulders. Like, what do you want me to do? Yeah, and there was. Like I said, there's a couple other characters that like that you've seen in other movies. Um, I think I could have done without the Ozzy Osbourne yeah. cameo. I could have done um, without him. Yeah, that one was just a little... And I don't his know. Whole, his whole Sharon bit. Yeah. Which was stupid. They're divorced. Well, in that movie they weren't. They weren't yet? No, I don't I think they, they were. were. No, they weren't divorced in that movie. I could be wrong. But I just, I don't know. I thought his, his was, was just unneeded. a little bit forced. Um, and then, and then um, Chris Hemsworth's. St- Chris Hemsworth's character. Um, I liked him and I didn't like him. So here's the thing. Chris Hemsworth, I love as an actor. Oh, I do too. He's, he's he very is, good. He's very talented. He does a very good Thor. He's clearly very good oh, at yes. Thor. Um he sucked in this movie for me. Oh, yeah. Please don't beat me up, Chris Hemsworth, but... We love you, you. You sucked in this movie. Just... I think it was just because of the way they wanted him to play the character. You got this big, beefy... What'd they make? They kind of made him a hipster. And I didn't like that. And they made him not just a hipster, but a dumb, blonde hipster. And I did... I just did not like that. Like... And it, it upset me. It upset me that they made him just... Dumb. Like, I understand if you want him to be, like, maybe, like, a little forgetful, that's okay. But just making him plain outright, all about himself, all into himself, dumb. It's one thing if he was, like, it was one thing if he was absent-minded. Like, or clumsy. Like, it was funny when he was, like, when he was, like, oh, which modeling picture yeah, makes me look more of a funny. doctor. But just some of the stuff, like, him trying to grab the phone... In the fish tank. Him saying the fish tank is like a rocket ship or something like that. Uh, an underwater submarine or something like uh, that. A submarine for fish. for fish. Like, there's, there's like, comically dumb where he's just kind of, like, absent-minded. Like, or maybe, like, a ghost flying around and, like, did you see that? And he's like, see what? Like, the ghost that was just right there over you. Yeah. Like, no, I've never Well, letting him be, like, a little bit clumsy. Yeah. Because, like, th- he did have a couple clumsy parts. But they just made him outright stupid. They did. Like, I'm not talking, like... That one kid you went to high school that you're just like, I don't know how he just didn't eat so much pasty collapsed. Yeah. Like, he was, like, I don't know how he still remembers to breathe dumb. Yeah. Like, it was bad. And it could be the writing, but I just did not like his character. I honestly mm-hmm. thought if anything took away from the movie, 
it was his yep. male secretary. And I get mm-hmm. the gimmick. Well, it's all female Ghostbusters. They need a male. But I think they shouldn't have made Chris Hemsworth dumb. No. Like, they could have not used Chris Hemsworth and just used, like, a, like you know, like, I'm, think, I'm trying to think, like, a Jonah Hill or something. Yeah. And just made him kind of, like, the goofball where, like, he tries really hard. He just can't seem to make stuff right. Yeah. But you know? where's, yeah, but where's it seen with Chris Hemsworth's character? He, he wasn't barely, trying at all. Yeah. He barely functioned as a human being in yeah. a way. And then in, like, the end scene when he's um, possessed and he starts throwing people all around and whatnot. I didn't I, like it. Like, I saw him doing that. I'm like, oh, hey, look. It's Thor. Yeah. Like, that's how I saw that. They're like, oh, they're trying to... Yeah, I didn't like that whole... I guess. But yeah, I just... I didn't like the the whole end scene of them. I didn't mind him being possessed. I thought that was a pretty clever thing. Yeah, but when he starts... But when he starts like, oh, look at all the psychic powers I have, I thought psychic powers were dumb. Yeah. Um, Super spoiler alert. He has basically psychic powers at the end. Um, Super duper strength and... He has has Thor strength at the end. Um, let me... I wonder if I can find out who plays the bad guy. Uh... Do you remember what his name was? Was it him? It's Neil Casey, I think. Yeah, Neil Casey. So, Neil Casey, I need to tell you something, Neil Casey. I need to talk about Neil Casey. He plays the out-of-touch, loser, antisocial person to a T. And I feel bad saying that because he does it so well. He plays the character perfectly of a person who just has it out for the world because he's smarter than them. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's a bit off. So he is... A little bit. And, like I said, he killed it in the role. I thought oh, yeah. it was hilarious. Oh, you, you saw him. You took one look at him, and you're just like, yep, he's gonna mess some stuff up. <laughs> he's the bad guy. Yep, that's him. He's messing some stuff up right now. But, but it did creep me out a little bit. I, but, like I said, I liked his character, though, mm-hmm. because he was scary. He was off-putting. You looked at him, and you thought, okay, something's not right about this guy. And, in all honesty... I think they should make a Ghostbusters 2. I've seen and read things that they are making Ghostbusters 2. If they do make a Ghostbusters 2, I think they need to bring him back. Yep. Um, do not bring him back in his monster form. I want no. him to come back as the ghost of himself. Yes. Or a Frankenstein of himself where he's bigger, stronger. But yes, I yes, want to yes. see Neil Casey. I think if they tone down the craziness of the Ghostbusters just a little bit. Yep. And made Neil Casey... The recurring bad guy, where he keeps finding a way back because he's a genius. Mm-hmm. I think that is a good fit. Like I think, I think if yeah. they were to bring him back and say, like in the Ghostbusters two, Neil Casey comes back from his from the ghost realm mm-hmm. and finds someone who can see him, and then he starts telling them how to make stuff to bring ghosts back. Yeah, I think yeah. that is clutch. I think it is perfect. Oh yeah, I think that would be amazing. Um. I don't really know what more to say on Ghostbusters other than. I mean, I think I think we've we, we've come across like our pros and our cons of it. Yeah, and... um, definitely go see it. Um, oh yeah, the people that you see online that's like it sucks. The story's bad. The writing's bad. The acting's bad. The CGI's bad. They nothing are stuck in the eighties. Nothing was truly bad about yeah. the movie. Again, it was a movie designed for the younger audience, but it's good. Like I said. I grew up watching Ghostbusters, the originals. I loved those. This is still good. This is mm-hmm. worth seeing. It's worth owning. If you have a daughter, a niece, even nephews, if you have younger kids who don't know the original Ghostbusters, who didn't grow up with them, this is worth letting them see. It definitely this is. This is worth taking them to. It is a solid movie all around. Like I said, like I said as we talked here, there were a couple bad parts. There's a couple parts that kind of detracted from the movie. But it didn't detract from the movie to make it unwatchable. It was right. just, there were certain scenes where like, okay, they're kind of forcing this. Mm-hmm. They're forcing a nod here. They're forcing a joke there. But there was a lot of just good jokes thrown yeah. in at the right time. I will definitely be adding this to my movie collection. Yeah, I definitely. I'll buy it. Um, like I said, we went to see it today. And like I said, I'll definitely be buying the DVD as well. Oh, so yeah. that's twice Sony's going to be getting my money. <laughs> But it definitely, I, I liked it. So, um, on to movies. Now, we haven't seen this one yet, but 
The Secret Life of Pets has been getting rave reviews. I think them it and Finding like- Dory. I think between them and Finding Dory, the last week they I- absolutely dominated the oh, box yeah. office. I feel like those two, like for uh, for kid friendly movie, cartoon movie. I feel like they're those two are definitely going head to head, battling it out for for their younger fans. And I feel like Secret Life of Pets is definitely going to be an awesome movie. And I feel like for most of us who were little when Finding Nemo came out, are probably going to be the most that are going to go see Finding Dory. Because we all knew what happened to Nemo. We all know he went lost. They found him. Well, now we need to see, okay, what happened to Dory? Why is she by herself? And I feel like that's that's going to be a fun adventure to go on with her. I know I, you, you really didn't. I don't really care to see Finding Dory. I didn't really like Finding Nemo all that much. But... As for The Sacred Life of Pets, I think that is a movie that you can see as an adult. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's definitely one of those things that you think to yourself, what is my pet doing when I'm not at home? Are they just laying around, Mm -hmm. not doing anything? And it's a funny concept, and I love the part in the previews, and if it's not in the movie, I'm going to be super depressed. Where the poodle turns on System of a Down. Oh, and yeah. just jumping, to, listening to metal he music. He starts headbanging. Um, Tarzan's out. Yeah, we got Tarzan. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's... I, I heard it's good, but I feel like... Like, I don't know if it's supposed to be, like, the live action of Disney's Tarzan. Um, I or if think they're trying to make grittier, it a little, a little bit different. I think it is a grittier version of... Of let us let us their the movie. Um, because I mean, Tarzan is a Disney property. It is. So you kind of have to run through that. Now, granted, this is coming out from Warner Brothers. And Warner and Warner Brothers is part of Disney, isn't it? Is it not? I think Am maybe. Am I wrong? And we're watching it right now. We're watching the preview. Um, here's okay. the thing, though. So opening scene is like Disney's. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be a very gritty Tarzan. Yeah. Like as we're sitting here. Um, it de- yeah. It's definitely a little bit... Okay, so they took out, from what it looks like, the part where they get attacked by... Is it a cheetah? I believe so. A cheetah. And they're actually attacked by the gorillas, from what I'm getting off of the preview here. And as we all see, gorillas care for us human human babies. Kind of. Kind of. Because you see it as, you know, there's a mother gorilla who takes him over, but the main head honcho of the gorillas, the big, I forget, Kerchak is the main alpha gorilla. I don't even know if they're called that, but the main alpha gorilla in the Disney Tarzan, and they still show that he doesn't care for him. He hates him. And, I don't... So it seems like they're not after the gorillas. It seems like they're after Tarzan himself. Yeah. So it seems... I don't know how I... I don't know. I don't know. I'm getting mixed feelings from this. I mean, it could be good because it is a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. I I don't doubt that it won't be good. Yeah. But it's definitely... um, Grittier, as you said. Yeah. It definitely looks like a grittier Tarzan. Kind of looks a little darker. here's the thing, though. It's PG-13, so I'm afraid... um, It's not kid-friendly. Well, no. Here's what I'm afraid. Is that they could have made it rated R... But they didn't, which is going to take away from the movie because yeah. it is a grittier movie. So that's what that's what worries me about Tarzan, which is out. Um, and it's like I said, it's one of those things, but it could be really good. Yeah. Let's jump on to the movie. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Now, have you seen the previews for this? I've seen a little bit of the previews. Um, basically, these two brothers who look nothing alike from each other. <laughs> um, brothers from another mother. Basically. But I'll show you the... So basically, it's about these two brothers. Um, their sister's getting married. And they are complete slackers in a way. Like, they're party boys. Like, they never 
they never left college, even though they're both in their 30s. And here's the thing. Um, Zach Efron, Zac Efron. Is that Zach Efron? Yeah, Zach Efron. I thought so. So, Zach Efron has been doing a lot of comedy movies lately. I think that suits him. I think it does too. Like, he does do a very funny... <laughs> he, he has a very funny comedic act. Like, I don't think he could be an action star. But I think he plays a good leading man in comedies. And um, I just find it incredibly funny about their, you know, just their situation. And I don't know, it looks like it's a good movie, but at the same time, it's definitely one of those frat boy party movies. Mm-hmm. And then you got the other guy in there, which I cannot think of his name, but he was in Pitch Perfect. Adam Devine. Thank you. <laughs> Not to be confused with Adam Levine. No. Adam Here's Levine the thing. is much more good looking. Adam Devine is hilarious. He is definitely a comedy guy. Yeah. He's in Workaholics. He's from the, the trio that does Workaholics. Mm-hmm. And he is super hilarious. I like what he brings to the table. I definitely think they brought two good people together for that yeah. movie. They brought a good leading man in Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. And they bought a good comedic role in Adam Devine. Now, granted, like I said, it's another one of those frat boy party movies, so I'm not sure, like... It's definitely uh, not a serious movie. Yeah, it's definitely slapstick, in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not gonna be one of those, like, traditional-style comedies. It's gonna be one of those frat party comedies. Yeah. Like you see it, they throw out. But like I said... Oh no, it still looks like a solid movie. It does. Because basically, you have these two frat party boys that are trying to clean up their image for their sister's wedding, only to find out that the two girls they're taking are just like them. (laughs) So it's a typical romantic comedy. Yeah. I'm trying to clean up my act and be a better person for my sister's wedding, so I don't seem like a complete douche, but here are these two girls that are completely party, and this is what I needed all along. Mm Mm-hmm. So what else do we got that's coming up? You know... Did you hear, so since I was just thinking about, since we're thinking about movies, did you hear about the Star Trek Beyond? No, I have not. So. Enlighten me. So. I never grew up as a Trek. So as you know, in the movie, um, I'm trying to think of his name. Now I'm going to feel like a terrible person. Um, Because you're not a Trekkie. I see, I'm not a true Trekkie. No, you're not. But. George Takai. George Takai, thank you. So, Hiroku Sulu um, was played by George Takai. George Takai is a very openly homosexual person. So, um, in the new in the new Star Trek, apparently, um, who part of the movie is written by Simon Pegg, who is one of the two British who does, you know, um, Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. This is the Era, End of the World, you know. And I love Simon Pegg, but apparently when they made the new Star Trek Beyond, they decided to make... Sulu gay. Ugh. And here's the thing. They apparently they did it as an homage to George Takai. That's a bad kind of way to do it. And he did say it. He said he always pictured Sulu as a straight man, mm-hmm. not as a homosexual man. And um, basically, what Simon Pegg had said, or this is what was reported, is that they did not want to make a new character in Star Trek Beyond mm-hmm. and make him gay because then that character would always be considered a gay character. So if you were to come out with a new character that never existed, and it turns out he's a gay character, well then it's like, oh hey, there's that gay character. Where if they use an existing character, if he's gay, well then you'll always still remember Sulu as Sulu. Just the fact that in this universe, he was gay. But I think that's just a really bad way to pay homage to somebody. Yeah, like I said, it's definitely trying. They're trying, but maybe they're trying just a little bit too hard, because like every, it's like, yeah, everybody knows George Takai. It's gay, but it's like, oh, well, hey, we're just going to push it. And not necessarily shoving it down somebody's throat that he is, but it almost kind of is. Like, by making his character, because like you said, he always pictured his character as being straight. 
But now they're going to like, oh, well, we're going to take this existing character and just be like, oh, well, guess what? No, he's not. And it's just, I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, granted, I'm not, I never really watched Star Trek growing up, but I feel like you're taking an existing character and like, I'm sure everybody who grew up with Star Trek didn't see that character that way. And now you're just going to be like, oh, bam, guess what? Character's that way now. Yeah. Um, one, another one of the movies that we saw, um, a trailer for, that comes this now, out. This review is now full of trailers. Yeah. Well, I figured we discussed a couple trailers of movies. Like, listen, we, we definitely plan on seeing more movies and oh, yeah. coming back to you guys with just, you know, movies that we thought. Like I said, I've been around movies. Like, I'd like to write a lot. You know, like, I'm, like, working on getting my first book published right now. I like to watch a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a very avid movie watcher. Yeah, but like I said, as a writer who, you know, like, I, one of my things is writing screenplays and stuff like that, you know, and I'm working on getting my book published. Um, one of the things I like is to critique movies, because we've both been in video production. We've both, mm-hmm. t- we've both been involved in video production with schooling and stuff like that. So, we have an idea of, you know, some of the ins and outs of, you know, like, even, the like, way even it though it's on a small scale, you know, like... High school, college stuff. We still have an idea of what it takes. Mm-hmm. Very small. Very small. But um, we, we do have an idea of what it takes and how it all. Yeah, works. production, like running a morning TV show program, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it Going definitely out, sucks. Putting pieces together, and... writing stories. So one of the trailers was Nerve. Basically, um, I'll just read the description here. A high school senior finds herself immersed in an online game of Truth or Dare, uh, where her every move starts to become manipulated by an honest community of watchers. Except the problem, there is no truth. It's just dare. Yeah, it's all... Basically, you have she competes... She does stunts... For money. For money. And she ends up... Uh, Pretty running much. into Dave Franco. Who he's from... He is... Um, now you see me, right? He's one of the magi- magicians in Now yeah, You See Me? Yeah, and he's the younger brother of James Franco. Really? Yeah. Ah, they are brothers. That. I don't know if I've ever seen them in a movie together. Neither have I. But they probably have been. Probably. But, just so basically, basically, the main character, uh, Samira Wiley, I think is how you say her name. Who she no, started, who, what, she's the, the starting the to chick? come up. Yeah, the girl, I think. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, um. What is oh, her? If anybody. Hold um, on. Hold on. We're pulling it up right now. Emma Roberts. Yes. Emma Roberts. I don't know why I thought her name was. Emma she, Roberts. She did a, Nickel, a Nickelodeon TV show and I can't think of it right now. Okay. But, so, Emma Roberts, pardon my miscasting, <laughs> runs into Dave Franco, and mm. they basically start doing stunts together. I'm not sure if I like it, if I'm gonna like it. Um, I don't know, because it kind of, it gets to the, excuse me, it gets to the point of, okay, it's, like, silly little dares. Like, uh, one of the dares you see in the trailer is to kiss a stranger, and he happens to be the stranger that she kisses. So it goes from being silly dares to all these watchers controlling your every move and you have to do it or what was it like you die or you lose all the money you've made okay so it just pretty much is like that's your option either you do it or you know you lose everything you got but it seems like from what i've taken from the trailer and what they've mentioned that it's just now them two they've become like the favorite yeah like you wouldn't everybody has like their TV shows of like The Voice or here's what it comes off to for me is it starts off kind of like these dares are getting too intense, mm-hmm. but they can't get out of it, which is basically what they say. Yeah, you can't. But think. it gets kind of purgy for me, like the movie The Purge. Yeah, where it starts to get a little too surreal, where it's like, oh hey, we did all these stunts, now we want to collect our money. No, you can't stop. We're making you. Yeah, because in the end of the trailer. They're in, like, this arena, and it's, like... A fight sequence, it's like, like... Yeah, it's, like, show us your weapons. Yeah. And she pulls out, like, a small revolver. Yeah. And, see, here's the thing that I pictured going into this movie. Because I probably will see it. Um, when I look at this movie, I picture that Emma Roberts' character gets stuck with Dave Franco's character because he is the anonymous person that's yeah. pushing this. Like, when I look at this, in my mind I think, okay, basically, Dave Franco's character, Ian, is manipulating this whole thing. So he is the he is the controller behind all of this. Mm-hmm. So basically you find out that 
he he did this to her, but he's like, well, I did it to make your life easy because you seem like the kind of girl that didn't go out, you know? Mm-hmm. I made you more or, adventurous. Or her friends were behind it. Yeah. Something or they like put that. him up to it. Exactly. But that's what it seems like to me, is it's gonna, in like... In the beginning. The, in the beginning, it's like, oh, it just so happened he ran in, or she ran into him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, just in my opinion, the end of the movie's gonna look like, oh, he set this whole thing up the whole time. He's been manipulating yeah. her from the whole time. And apparently it's actually based on a novel by Jean, uh, Jean, Jean Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. So I've, I haven't even heard of... Yeah. Heard of well, the novel. But, so, like I said, that's for me. I kind of want to see it because I do like strange, gritty movies like that. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be gritty, though. Well, it's definitely a dark, dark movie. It, it is. And, um, I mean, one movie we're definitely going to be seeing is Suicide Squad. Whoop, whoop. Which I'm comes excited out. excited for which that. Which comes out next month. Yeah. Actually, yeah. it's less than a month away. A couple weeks. Which I cannot wait for. I'm excited for that. I laugh because everything that gets posted on Facebook about Suicide Squad, like the behind-the-scenes stuff, makes me laugh. And the one thing that made me laugh so much is, her name is escaping me, but the girl who plays Harley Quinn. Is it... Does well, her name begin with like an M or something? I think her last name's Robbie? Margot Robbie. Mar- yeah. So, and I... I loved one of the interviews she gave. She said um, she was waiting for this scene when she puts on Harley Quinn's costume for the very first time. Yeah. And the day they were filming it, it was her birthday, and the cast got her this huge cake for her birthday. So she held off on eating it for that scene specifically. Yeah. Well, it got late at night. She didn't think they were going to do it, so she finally ate the cake, and they called her for her screen call. And she didn't want to go out because she ate that cake, didn't want to put the costume on. It's like, that right there shows you, you know, a real person. You know, she kind of cares about what she looks like on screen, but yet behind screen she's eating cake. You know? And I I also love her personality from what I've seen in the trailers of Suicide Squad. I think she is going to be a really marvelous Harley Quinn. And she's... I, and I love... I mean, the costume's a little showy, but I love the costume they have for Harley yeah. Quinn. It's very, not so much, it's very beat up. Yeah. But it's not, I mean, the shorts are kind of short. Yeah. But it's not like an overly revealing shirt. She's in like a baseball t-shirt and a pair of shorts. I'm curious as to Will Smith's character, mm-hmm. Floyd Wilson Deadshot, uh-huh. because... The one thing that I did notice, and I may be incorrect, and it may have just been the movie, but I'm pretty sure from the comic books to his character in the movie, where his magnifier eyepiece is, I, I feel like in is it the, on the wrong side. I or? feel like in the movie. So in the movie, his eyepiece is on his left eye, but let me look up and Cause see. Because look looking for me now, for for me. Because I am like a right-handed person, when I look at stuff, and it's on the left-handed side. To yeah, see, if you look in the comics, right. in the it's comics, on the it's on side. his right. Where in the movie, it's his left. And to me, like I said, for me being like a right-handed person, I don't know if it's the same for you, Drew. Yeah. But stuff being on the left-handed side looks off to me, and I feel like it yeah. should be on the right-handed side. Because you see his character. Like we're looking at a screenshot here of Will Smith's character, and he's holding the gun. He's holding the rifle like a right-handed shooter would. Yes, Which means yes. he'd be using his right eye, so For his right sight. eye should have the special. It, but it, that's that is literally a nitpick of a thing. Like, yeah. That's literally just picking at hairs of what could be good. Now I like his costume. I do because we're looking at a picture of his costume. Feel, to me, it feels a little Deadpool-y though. Well, here's the thing: Deadpool, quote unquote, was based off his character because oh, okay, he existed before Deadpool. Okay, so that's why which I'm... is why Wade Wilson. Okay. Slade Wilson is Deadshot. That's okay. kind of like the niche thing. Okay, okay. I'll apologize, I haven't seen Deadpool yet. I'm slacking. But, no, like I said, this costume I like. Because he has the too. he has the wrist-mounted machine guns, like the comic book character does. Mm-hmm. Has the mask, has the armored suit. I like, I can, like I said, I hold high hopes for Will Smith's Deadshot character. Mm-hmm. I, honest to God, hope it's a success. Yes. Um, I'm a little nervous as to see... I won't say nervous, 
so much as as I'm not sure the kind of way Jared Leto is going to portray Joker. Yeah. Like, I heard he did some pretty crazy stuff getting into character. Yeah. But I'm not sure if if he was the right choice for Joker. Now, like, I don't want to prejudge before I even see the movie, but... I'm just not sure if I like the gold teeth and the tattoos and stuff. I mean, I'm fine with the tattoos, but I feel like the gold teeth are pushing it. Yeah. But... Like I said, it's less than a month away. It comes out the 5th of August, mm-hmm. which I'm excited for. I can't wait to see it. Um, and before we head out today, I just wanted to say something really, really hilarious. Um, so there is a movie coming out with Meryl Streep. Love her. Um, called Florence Foster Jenkins. Now, it's clearly a movie aimed at older parents like adults. But Simon Hel, how do I say it? Simon Helberg is in it. If you know who Simon Helberg is, he is from The Big Bang Theory. Yep, he he plays. Um, oh, I can't think of the character now. Who does he play? Howard Wolowitz. Yes, thank how you. How do you not remember Howard Wolowitz? Because my favorite is Sheldon. That's why. But I love just from the previews. I want to see it just for him. Yeah. Because it's good to start seeing these the Big Bang Theory guys, Big Bang Theory characters, getting into movies. Because, mm-hmm. um, as you know, uh, what was that? What was the Alien movie that just Home. came out? Home. Such a good movie. Home was so good. And to see, like I said, television show characters that I've been watching for the last eight years start making into movies, even voiceover roles, oh, yeah. is awesome. He did an amazing voiceover role. Jim, Jim Parsons? Yeah, Jim. Jim yeah, Parsons. Jim Parsons. Jim Parsons. He did amazing as O, which is the alien's name at home. And, like, he really brought... And I, I always say this with every actor, but especially my favorite actors. He really brought his personality into O. And I feel like he may have brought just a little bit of Sheldon Cooper into him as well. Yeah, but see... I like him. I feel like he will always be Sheldon because that's my first song. Yes. But I honestly think he could play a businessman type role in a movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but I feel like he's definitely more of a... Kind of goofy character? Yeah. Kind of like a lighthearted? Yeah, I don't think I could see him in a, in a serious role. I definitely think I'd see him more in comedies. Well... I said it has been almost an hour. Um, I think this is our longest. I think it was a good talk. I think we brought up a lot. Like I said, I think we brought up a lot about the movies, yes. especially like what's coming out. Um, like I said, we'll definitely be trying to hit up a few more movies and trying to just you know bring ideas in, thoughts, and well, next week we are going to be discussing the craze of Pokemon Go and whoop, whoop. just some other gaming stuff. Pokemon goes insane. It is insane. Give you guys a little preview. Insane. It's hilarious. But we'll talk to you later, guys. Bye. See ya.